two for everybody now that's on the network. Our friends in lacrosse, WKTY, Eau Claire, Sports Talk 105.1, WAYY, the home of one damn Dan Casper. Our guys in Viroqua, Marshfield, Rice Lake, Menominee, Marinette, Shano, Clintonville, our friends in Platteville as well. Good to have everybody in Milwaukee all on the network. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Okay, here, here, here you go. I, I'm just I'm, I'm going to be done with it. I'm going to cut to the chase. I just put it out. Poll question over on Twitter. Poll question over on Twitter. Uh, I want you to go and answer it. Packers fans, where do you give the credit for the Packers win against the Dolphins? Did the Packers actually play better? Or did Tua give the game away? That's the question right now over on Twitter. You answer that question. 877-867-1670. You can call us. 877-867-1670. Hit us up on Twitter. Find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find our buddy Ben Kenny producing the program at Ben Z. Kenny. At Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under Bill Michaels Show. The same over there on Twitch TV. You can email the program TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, on the website, which is simply BillMichaels, TheBillMichaels.com. That's TheBillMichaels.com. Dot com. Did Tua give the game away or did the Packers just play better? That's it. I'll, I'll give you, I'll touch base back with you on that coming up here in a little bit. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of the, you know, the, the, you know, kind of defending the Packers for getting the win. If teams make mistakes and you take advantage of it and you get a win, that's what you're supposed to do. Now think about this. Think about this. The Packers didn't capitalize hugely on the mistakes. The offense was relatively inept. There's nothing to feel great about regarding the offense. Nothing. They couldn't capitalize. They couldn't punch it in consistently. Aaron Rodgers didn't have some Aaron Rodgers-esque game. He had a touchdown. Yeah, he threw that one to Big Dog. Fantastic. Had a really ugly interception. 24-38, 238 yards. You take away the interception. The quarterback rating is drastically different. But they, they didn't they didn't run the ball with an incredible abandon. They ran it for 3.2 yards per carry. They didn't even hardly utilize Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones had an ankle injury coming into the game, and he gutted it out. But he had three touches in the first half of this game. Three. Two runs and a, and a pass catch. Three. It was shotgun, 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 pass, 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 pass. pass. That's all it was. It was boring. It was uncreative. It was bad. It was a poorly called game. Matt LaFleur should be ashamed of himself. Had this team had any form of, of, of play calling, maybe it's better. But, you, but, but think about it. They won in spite of all of that. Rodgers played a bad game, and the play calling sucked, and they still won the ball game. Does that make them a bad team? Or does that make a good make them a good team that overcame their own ineptitude? Think about it. 877-867-1670. That, which I think is probably a more fair of a question. Let's go to Pat listening to us in Green Bay. Pat, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. A couple comments on what we were talking about. Okay, I of course I'm watching the game on TV, but it looked to me like the Dolphins were daring the Packers to throw the ball because they kept one safety up and one safety back. Normally, when the Packers play 
because they respect Rodgers enough, both safeties are back the whole entire game. So mm-hmm. just looking at it, it seemed like they were daring the Packers to throw the ball. I, I saw the other safety, what few times I could see, was out near the line of scrimmage. So they were kind of not forcing us, but daring us to throw the ball uh, over the middle or wherever we wanted to. Okay, second comment in here is, um, you know, Tua, I don't know if he took a bad hit in the third quarter or banged his head or whatever, but didn't it seem like the first half, like, he couldn't miss? He was kind of slicing and dicing us, and the second half, all of a sudden, he's throwing the ball over the place. Do you think maybe he was concussed and he didn't want to admit it or didn't realize it and just started throwing the ball all over the place because some of those throws weren't even close? And right. the way he played the first half, watching him, he was he doesn't have great arm strength. He just has, you know, receivers that are great, great anticipation. You know, um, maybe that's part of practice, whatever. But the second half, especially that fourth quarter, it seemed like he was just way off. And I'm thinking that might have been a, a head situation right there, you know. Um, and he didn't yeah. want to admit it, didn't want to come out of the game. What do you think? I don't know, appreciate the phone call, I don't know at what point, and we would have to find out from Tua. Now, if I'm Tua, i probably say, yeah, I didn't feel right in the second half. That way I can explain that, you know, hey, I threw some bad passes because I wasn't me. So it doesn't look like you just had a lot of ineptitude. Like you were just not that good of a quarterback. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, he would have to explain at what point he started feeling the symptoms. Uh, apparently, he didn't really feel the same. He didn't say anything after the game. He didn't say anything at the podium. He didn't say, hey, you know, I, I kind of got my bell rung. Uh, I had to shake the cobwebs off. He didn't say any of that. It wasn't until he came in the next day that he said, oh, by the way, I've got a headache. And they said, okay, let's take a look at you. And then they realized that, okay, you didn't pass the baseline test. To what level, we don't know. There wasn't a lineman that said, yeah, he was funny in the huddle. He, he just wasn't acting right. There's not a doctor that was on the sideline that said, boy, we were called over to, you know, investigate whether or not he was concussed. The head coach never said, you know, hey, uh, I talked to him, and he looked like he was, you know, had the far-off distance stare. You know, I think it's I, – I, I, while I will never downgrade a concussion – I also find it interesting that everybody wants to use it as the reason the Packers won. Again, they didn't give up a point in the second half. They still, you know, Miami still ran the ball. They weren't giving up big chunks of yardage to Mostert anymore. You know, it's, it's, you just don't know to what extent you, you don't know, but it's easy to, to dismiss. That, that's that's my only issue. It's just easy to dismiss, to say, well, Tua gave the game away. Packers didn't win it. Tua gave the game away. Okay, well, now what? What you know? Because the the Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't everybody say at least the majority of people that called this program that said, boy, if they win in Miami, then I'll be a believer, right? Yeah, and frankly, I'm in that boat as well. After the game on Sunday, I am somewhat of a playoff believer. You know, I. That, that now all of a sudden I can't find a person that said it. No, I never said that. I I wasn't a believer. I never said. Well, they didn't play good enough to win. I never said that. It's like where the hell did all these people go? They changed their names, going to witness protection. 
I look, I'm not saying the Packers are a Super Bowl bound team. I'm just saying with the, the people that came out and said, "Hey, if they win this game, I'm going to become a believer." Is it because Tua's concussed now? You find out on a Tuesday that he's had a concussion, that he went into the the protocol yesterday when he walked in, and all of a sudden, wow! <laughs> well, there you go. That's the reason they won. <laughs> Packers suck. I look at it as they played terribly. Their defense gave you half a half a game. Their offense was just awful. Rodgers looked bad, but here's the thing: Rodgers looked bad and still had four or five passes in that game that only Aaron Rodgers makes. That flick down the sideline to Alan Lazard, that that pass, that play action, that beautiful play action that he had. Now, granted, it you know, Big Dog was wide open, but oh, Rodgers has such an incredible way for play action, and they don't use it nearly enough to just get misdirection going to where you believe he's handing the ball off. All of a sudden, he pulls it back, and he comes up, and he he he's tossing it to a wide-open tight end. It just It was a beautiful play design. And, you know, I wish they'd do that more. I just do. I wish they would do that more. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. 877-867-1670. We would, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Uh, real quick, I got an email here. This one's from uh, Casey. Casey says, uh, this weekend's game is going to prove everything. If they can beat the Minnesota Vikings, then I'm going to become a believer. I thought they would beat Miami because Miami wasn't playing good football coming into this game. We know the Vikings have everything to play for. They're playing for seeding. They're playing for pride. They want to put the Green Bay Packers away and not allow them to get into the postseason and dash their hopes. If they win this weekend, that's when I'll become a believer. Okay. Okay, well, you're you're entitled to that, and you make a good argument. Let's go to Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, there was uh, it was filmed last night. They showed where he got hurt. It was in the second quarter. Uh, okay, he came back on his head. Bang! I mean, it was yeah, but yeah, he didn't have the. Here's he my question: the When they showed it. Did he get up? Yeah. Was he stumbling around? Was he out on his feet? Was no, there any there was noticeable nothing, issues? There was nothing obvious, you know. And then, you know, but it, it was weird because, like you said, in the second half, you look at that guy and go, what happened to that pinpoint guy in the first half? And, mm-hmm. you know, concussions are a weird thing. My son, thankfully, only had one in four years of football. But, uh, yeah, they're they're not fun. Um, right. I, I think it's time we fire the offensive coordinator. If that's uh, if that's Matt Lafleur, he needs to give the job to somebody else because it is literally driving me crazy when we don't go play action pass because the results on play action pass have got to be got seventy five percent positive at least. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm completely. I, I it is maddening. Uh, as to the way he called that offense against Miami, maddening yeah, because it was yeah, so yeah, yeah. so non-creative. And I will I will say this, Bill, of all the stadiums out there, that weather can have a a huge effect. Miami's one of them because their bench is you're the visitor, and that heat just blasts you. And that's what usually happens to Packers in Miami. They get that you know more tired in the fourth quarter. We ain't got nothing left in the tank. But when that forecast came up, I was like, yeah, that's another Christmas present open. Right. But yeah, they, they play good football. You know, they're they're not a Super Bowl team. They're they're a team that's scratching and clawing and fighting their brains out. And I feel bad for the Watson kid. But, uh, you know, for everybody who wants to say, oh, you know, he's this. Well, Jamar Chase has been on for a long time with the Bengals. 
A.J. Brown been on for a long time with the Eagles. You know, wide receivers get hurt, you know, and it's just, you know, but I don't know. It, it, the kid's a big, lean body type. I hope he can do something to affect that, but, boy, we need him. We're going to really need that against the Vikings because I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there's any comparison to saying, oh, do, you know, was Miami the tougher game than Minnesota? No. The Vikings are licking their freaking chops for this one. They want yeah. to bury the legend of the Packers. They want to give them the knockout blow. Uh, that's yes, they do. Just everything I listened to yesterday and everything I've listened to this morning, they want to deliver the knockout blow. That's what they're coming here to do. That That's kind of their, their battle cry, so to speak. So uh, I, I really believe that Minnesota is looking at going, okay, we, we have a shot. We're not going to make the mistake that the Bears did years ago when the Bears – let them get the win, and then the Packers went on to roll. Not to think that the Packers are going to roll, but uh, the 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 Bears let them, you know, open up, and so we'll now we'll now see if the Vikings can deliver the knockout blow. Appreciate the phone call eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That's what the Vikings want to do. They want to end it. They want to not only beat them twice, but this would be the final punch to the grill, knockout blow, to where the Packers go reeling back and say, "Okay, better luck next year." That's what they're hoping to do. Uh, by the way, over on the, uh, the our, our Twitter poll question, Packers fans, where do you give credit for the Green Bay Packers win against the Dolphins? Packers played better, 32.9%. Tua gave away the game, 67.1%. Already uh, going on 80 votes cast. Continue uh, continue voting over there to let us know your thoughts on the contest. 877-867-1670. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You still got some time, believe it or not. So you got through the holidays. Uh, for the most part, uh, we still have New Year's to go, but you know what I'm talking about. You got through Christmas, and you're going to keep that jingle in your pocket. You know why? Because uh, you're not going to have to pay anything until 2024. How about that? So Santa's elves, they can come in and install year-round uh, from luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Do what I did, and that is pick up one of those big patio doors, windows, whatever it happens to be. Make your house more beautiful, more economical, more valuable, most preferred window. By Milwaukee, Green Bay Area homeowners, out in Madison where the new showroom is. Everybody that's got them in, as far as I know, people that get a hold of me love them. Absolutely love them. If you got a little problem here or there, maybe installation took a little too long or whatever, people get a hold of me all the time, and I go, fine, I'll get it uh, get it over to Gino. We'll get it taken care of. But once they're in and they're done and the windows are just uh, looking, you're looking out of them going, this is nice, nice. The cold is outside, the warm is inside, whether it's a slider window with a roll screen whether it's a crank window, a lockable window, the toe kicks that they have on the patio doors, make sure you're safe and secure in the middle of the night, all that good stuff from our Pella, friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or call them right now for the free, free in-home consultation. Get it on the books right now, free, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back, Bill Michael Show. We continue on. We start to this particular hour with a couple of pieces of breaking news. One is J.J. Watt, Pewaukee's own J.J. Watt, has uh, indicated in his Twitter account 
that uh, he's calling it a career. Uh, the uh, next couple of games, that's going to be it. And he has 111 and a half career sacks. He has uh, played at an incredibly high rate, also has had a very injured career. Five-time All-Pro, three-time Defensive Player of the Year in 12 years, led the NFL in sacks in 2012 and 2015, and uh, his career is now coming to an end. However, as Ben Kenny shows, we also we also think that uh, there's breaking news when it comes to Cheez-Its, right? I want you to do the honors here. This, uh, it cracks me up. Is this is this like, are, are we serious here? That, uh, uh, 100%. Carter Carls, Carter Carls, who, uh, is the Florida state beat writer. And, uh, he says really valuable information. A cheese it bowl representative told me last night, there is quote, no such thing as cheese. It's, it's a cheese. It two or more of the cheese. It's are called cheese. It crackers, not cheese. It's. It's cheese it. Bill. That's it. There you go. This is this is crushing news. That's it. You only get this type of massive breaking news and interaction on this particular program. It's the only place it happens. There you go. I feel better. There are a lot of ways I could go with this, but I'm opting not to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that uh, that's where we've gone. We're talking about cheese it, not cheese it's cheese it crackers, not a cheese it. How about that? What else do we got? Anything else today before we get into this hour? Anything, Ben? Uh, don't think so. I'm just trying oh, to Oh, go ahead. Are you absorbing the whole cheese it scandal? I, I I'm blown back by it i'm trying to formulate sentences that involve me saying i'm having a bag of cheese it's but you can now say, say i'm having a bag of cheese it crackers i just rather than a cheese it i can't understand but if you have three cheese it's or three cheese it crackers it sounds terrible it sounds awful yeah it's 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 but that's the way it's supposed to be it's cheese it not cheese it's cheese it they they have to make that distinguishing notation so it it respects the brand i guess i just i feel betrayed it's just, it's just but these are the big things the breaking issues that we have to deal with by the way speaking of breaking issues uh mark schlereth i don't know if you heard the uh, the broadcast yesterday or sunday but mark schlereth has said he thinks this is it. Uh, he, he had talked a little bit about uh, Rodgers' play in their broadcast, and then he went on Colin Cowherd's show and said he thinks this is it for Aaron Rodgers. Take a listen. They're, this is it for Rodgers. I think they've already made the decision wow. that, that that Jordan Love can play, and he he's going to get an opportunity next year. I, I did, my my gut just tells me, and I don't know. Like I have met with him. I did a I did a Chicago. I did a Packers uh, Chicago game, and. I just, I just felt like, you know, I just felt like they, they, they feel really good about where Jordan Love is. That he has made a huge leap as far as the way he practices, the way he operates, his knowledge of the game, um, and I, I just feel like they've already made that decision that they're gonna, 
they're going to find a way out of that contract. I think they've already got some uh, clauses in that thing and that Aaron Rodgers will be playing somewhere else next year. So now let me, uh, let me say this. And I like Mark, Mark and I have had great conversations. Uh, we see him every year at Super Bowl. He's fun to talk to. He's, he's knowledgeable about the game. Uh, and this is, you got to address this. You have to bring this up because he said it. And anything in regards to the green Bay Packers is news. Anything regard regarding Aaron Rodgers is news. Okay, so you get you can't ignore it. Uh, I don't think that's it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Now he may end up being right, but he was also the guy that broke the news that Aaron Rodgers was definitely going to Denver, and that never happened, and it really never was going to happen. So I know that here's a funny thing. So the and and this is the, I'm going to break a little news behind the scenes news here. So you you get these number one teams that fly in these broadcast teams that fly in and they they sit down with the team and they sit down with the coach last night. Did you know a lot of these guys now do it via Zoom? It used to be you'd actually sit in a room. They'd bring you into the conference room or you guys would go get dinner or something. You know, there'd be some PR director bring you down and you guys got so much time and you had your notes and, and all that stuff. And now it's Zoom. It's a lot of it Zoom. So you don't get a feel for the guy that's sitting there. He's looking around. He's on his phone. You know, he's you're watching his face on the Zoom call, but he's not looking into the camera and looking at you as he talks. To you. you know, it's just we've all been on Zoom calls now. They're different. They're not in person. Guys talking over one another, and you're like, oh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, go ahead. And then they start talking. It just, it's just, it's, it's an awkward conversation on Zoom. It's not the same. So I'm just here to tell you, uh, the whole thing about Jordan Love, he's one of the only people that I've heard say that. That they feel, I you know, unless Jordan Love behind closed doors is lighting it up, which nobody has stated, uh, I am not ready to just say two series makes Jordan Love. I think that comes off of what he saw against Philadelphia and maybe what he's trying to read into a conversation, but that's it. Just not, I, I don't believe that. Now, I will say that behind closed doors, there are some guys that, you know, have Jordan Love's back. I, I've, I'm not breaking news here. I've already said it on this program. There are some guys that behind closed doors, they they know what Rodgers brings to the table. They know he's a Hall of Famer. They respect his ability, respect his mind, respect what he means to the organization. They respect him. But what they didn't respect was, you guys go do it and I'll see you when I get there. They know that he's a veteran, and they know he's earned that right, but you're the one being paid $50 bucks. We're trying out here to hump our first contract, and you're going to take time off and then tell us what we need to do? You're supposed to be the guy getting paid and setting, setting the example. And then to come in and complain about it and point the finger at everybody else at first didn't sit well with some people. That's probably more true than the organization ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers other than the money. So I'm not uh, I'm not going to buy into that. Just not. I know and and look, I'm, we've heard 
any news that in any way, shape, or form has the Green Bay Packers moving on from Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers pissed off or, or harping on Aaron Rodgers, we know that, you know, Colin Cowherd's going to jump on because he's been preaching that for a long time. But what has happened here in Wisconsin? It, no. Nope. And you even heard Goody talk about it uh, in that presser that he had during the bye week when he talked about Aaron's play. He talked about next year. He talked I mean, even the question came up about David Bakhtiari. And he kind of cautioned and said, hey, wait a minute. You know, realistically, you know, financially, there's some things we would have to do. But he also said, you have to remember, he's been taught. If you've got a really good left tackle who you believe can help your team, you don't just cast them by the wayside. You may have to because of money, but there's no reason you can't restructure. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how you doing, man? What's going on? Pretty good. I'll tell you a song thing, Bill. It took me about a minute and a half yesterday to realize that you were having a postgame from Sunday. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to comment. I want to comment, but couldn't get through. <laughs> but... Uh, Yesterday, you, um, Sunday, you had a comment on uh, the defensive coordinator and, and your philosophy or what you thought about it. I still think he's got to go. Uh, I mean, they scored their – they've given up a few points, but they haven't really played anybody. And if you go back and you listen to what the defensive back said, it was Gray who took them in and, and screamed at all of them to get their act together for the second half for, for that game yesterday. And then, and then mm-hmm. I also think that the Packers – uh, you have to give credit to Gray for, for screaming at him. But I think uh, I can never pronounce his name right. The Dolphins quarterback, I think he gave us that game yesterday. I mean, when you throw that many interceptions, you better win. But uh, I, I was I was still on the same boat of, uh, and I'm not going to ever change my tune. I don't care if Rodgers is a first-time Hall of Famer. He's done. I mean, this, if this year doesn't tell you what his is poor decision-making, is always going for the bombs, not taking what the defense gives him, his missed throws over the head. I mean, you're you talking about Watson getting hurt. How many times has that kid had to turn around and kick behind him just to get walloped on a play because Rodgers can't lead him, can't get the ball where he needs to be? Just mm-hmm. like in the end zone where Watson fell down. It's like, well, if the Rodgers puts the ball where he can high point it and he can go up for it instead of throwing it behind him, it was ridiculous. And when Rogers takes the sack, when he has Cobb wide open, that's ridiculous. They all say as you get older, you start to lose stuff. Now, Rogers did make some perfectly sweet-looking passes. He has all season, but they've been far and few between. I mean, the, pit, the toss to, to Lazard, like you said, that was sweetness. Yeah. That was just perfect. But there's too far, few and in between. To me, he's, he's lost his accuracy. He wasn't – to me, Devontae Adams is what made him get the MVP – Last year, because last year, in my opinion, that should have went to Stafford. First year with a team, takes them and wins their division. I mean, I know the I know the awards are before the playoffs, but there's no way Rodgers deserved it last year. I mean, I, I just wish they would move on, and, and you were absolutely correct on the play calling. I don't know what's going on with Flores. I wish Clements would, would just say, okay, Coach, how come you don't uh, – Go into play action and keep Rodgers under center more when you've got two of the best running backs. Here's your statistics on, like you've said many times, it's proven. When you're under center and you're in play action, your offense is, is 75% more more uh, efficient than when Rodgers keeps going in the shotgun, especially inside right. the 10-yard line. Yeah. 
No, I would agree. Last year, uh, last year there was more play action. There was more movement. But also, we remember. I uh, appreciate the phone call. Uh, they everything they did was based upon what the coverage was going to be and where Devontae Adams was going to be. They don't have that same level this year. Uh, but this year, we thought it would be more creative. It would be more focused on the run. It would be more, you know, getting get you know going outside with Aaron Jones and up the gut with A.J. Dillon, and it would be more, you know, hey, we're going to ride the offensive line to a championship, and it just didn't, it never really seemed to come out that way. And, you know, it just it just didn't. It, it was, it was for lack of a better term, it just wasn't good. And uh, by the way, so going back to last year, when you talk about, uh, you know, Rodgers didn't deserve a uh, the MVP, last year's quarterback rating was a 111.9. 111.9. He had 55 passes or 20 uh, of 20 or more yards, sacked 30 times. He had what was it, uh, 37 touchdowns to four picks. His pick ratio was fantastic. The year before, he had 48 touchdowns to five picks, which was fantastic. His interception percentage was point uh, 0.8, another number that was really solid. 4,115 yards, 7.7 yards per average. Uh, which you go back to, say, 2014, 2013. Those are the kind of numbers he was putting up in those years, uh, the same amount of per-play per yardage. I mean, he had a hell of a year last year in back-to-back seasons. And he didn't play well early on, but he came on in the very end in the second half of the season and played extremely well and put that team in position. They were the best record in football, don't forget. And they didn't have an unbelievably dominating defense. I mean, it was basically because the offense really started to crank it up. So, and I, you know, uh, this is from Art who says, yeah, just wait for it because Aaron Rodgers is going to go down. He's injury prone. Art, that is such a lame take. Rodgers missed games in only 2013 and 2017. That's it. That's it. Unless, of course, they sat him because they had already won and, you're going into the end of the season. He's only missed those games. That's it. The injury-prone thing, that's that's garbage. Every quarterback gets banged up. Everyone does. But he's not missing games. Lamar Jackson's missing games. Justin Fields is missing games. Two is missing games. Go through the list of quarterbacks that are missing games. He's not. The pocket passers, you may not like them. You may not like the fact that they don't run all over the place. Jalen Hurts, missing games. Rodgers hasn't missed a game since 2017. Since 2017. So this whole injury-prone thing, unbelievably ignorant comment. Just wanted to throw it out there. 877-867-1670. Find us. Give us uh, us your thoughts. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.